we never know when these emergencies may happen, right? You go through, you go through your education thinking, you know, if I take these courses, if I study this, then I'm going to get a job with making this amount of money. But when the economy collapses or we experience something like a 2007, 2008, nothing's for granted. Welcome to the Millennials and Money podcast, the podcast dedicated to encourage millennials to continue to make wise decisions with their money. We find some of the best ways to learn is through stories. So each week, your host and wealth advisor, Payne Boyer, invites a millennial guest on the show to share their money story. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. This week, my guest is a great friend of mine, Brandon Mother. Say hello, Brandon. Hey, Peyton. Hey, hey. everyone. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, yourself here in a bit. But first, I'd like to share how you and I know each other. So as you guys know, as listeners know, I'm a wealth planner uh, with Homes Financial, meaning I do comprehensive financial planning for each of my clients, and a portion of that is portfolio management. And when it comes to creating a diversified portfolio for my clients to reach their goals, I look for the company that best fits them and, th- and best fits my approach to financial planning. So as I was searching, through, uh, searching for the different companies out there, I actually ran into Brandon Mother, who represents a company called Denim Funds. And um, we went to breakfast together. We just vibed very well. He's one of the few guys in his position that is a millennial who's in my, who's in my age group, who I know is going to grow through this thing as my practice grows and as my client base grows. I'm going to have a contact there who I can always go to. And, the, and I love the approach Denim Funds takes, the accountability it holds their fund managers too. That makes a huge difference. And he can share more about that as he introduces himself. Uh, we've known each other for about three and a half years now. And, you know, we've just got along great. Our, our, my wife and his fiance, they get along great. We, whenever I'm down in Southern California, I drop in to see him. He does the same when he's up in Northern California. So with no further ado, Brandon Mother. Thank you, Peyton. And thanks again for putting on this podcast. I, I do think, you know, this is such a cool concept, you know, to talk about millennials and money. You know, when I speak with all my peers, my friends, you know, it's, it's really important that they understand, you know, the, the importance of saving, the importance of, you know, planning for the future and their financial goals. So I really appreciate you putting on this podcast. I think it's excellent. I know I love doing it. You know, I find that there's so many young people out there who need comprehensive financial planning and they don't know where to go. You know, with, with the AUM model, everybody has minimums and we haven't had the time to have the kind of assets it takes to make sense to provide value to these guys. So it's important for us as millennials to have a place to go where we can get some sound comprehensive financial planning and not be sold something. Oh, absolutely. And in the knowledge, the resources that you provide to your clients, I mean, most of us were never taught this going up through school or in college or even when we get out of college and we're having to handle all of this debt. I mean, the resources and the knowledge that you provide your clients is, uh, is, is amazing and really important. So I, I, would think, I, I think that all millennials should definitely consult with a financial advisor like yourself. Thanks, thanks man. Um, so take a second, introduce yourself, tell them about who you are, Tell them about what you do for a living and then just go ahead, take it from there. What would drive, <laughs> motivates you? Perfect. 
Well, as you mentioned, um, I, I work for a company called Dunham and Associates, and I'm actually, my position there is regional director of uh, the Western region. So in my position, I work with financial advisors like yourself, uh, and my passion is really helping them uh, build their practice, build their practice through different marketing ideas, practice management strategies, uh, pra uh, helping them with providing investment solutions, turnkey investment solutions that are customized for your clients, risk tolerance and investment objectives, and then also providing trust services as well for uh, estate planning needs. Yeah, so let me touch on that for the audience. Um, I do quarterly, uh, pre-COVID quarterly, I would do an event called Pizza and Planning. And Brent would always come out and we'd invite, invite a guest that would be a a state planning attorney, a business attorney, or a mortgage specialist would invite a guest out to share, just to share insight to my to my millennial clients clients out there. And Brandon would always be a sponsor of the event. So Brandon, Brandon and Denim Associates. So that's something I really appreciate. The listeners out there who are my actual clients, you guys will get a chance to meet Brandon if you haven't already. I, I look forward to it. And, and those pizza and planning events were excellent. I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in education and the fact that uh, you were able to bring in all different centers of influence, uh, meaning, you know, myself as a mutual fund wholesaler, but also a CPA, uh, an attorney, real estate professionals. I think that we were able to provide a lot of great education and I was actually able to learn a lot myself. So, And, and, and the pizza was pretty good too, huh? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Was that that uh, rock pizza? Is that what it was called? Yeah, uh, pizza rock. Pizza, pizza rock. rock. <laughs> Got it backwards. <laughs> so, okay, top of the podcast, like this is this podcast is all about providing my uh, value and money insights to our listeners. And you know, I've found throughout my career in meeting with individuals that many times people's mindset and concepts around money are formed with their children. These these mindsets and concepts, they're not always permanent or they're not, they don't ever have to be permanent. But a lot of times that's where those seeds get planted. So let's talk about your childhood and what money was like in your household growing up. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, 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 I'm actually from the New England area. I'm from Connecticut. And um, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a family where my father was actually a financial advisor. So I actually kind of grew up in this industry and I had my father to kind of provide, you know, the lessons of saving, uh, the importance of a dollar, the, the difference between a want and a need. So actually growing up, um, you know, in Connecticut with my family, my parents were savers and I was able to receive that education about how to, how, how to handle money and, uh, you know, save for the future. And at a young age, that's so important, man. It's like when I talk to my daughter, she's in the Jordans. She's in the Jordans mm -hmm. now. She's, she's a preteen, 100% preteen. So she's all, all the way in the Jordans. She loves <laughs> I've talked to her a lot about, okay, but do you need that? Yes. And that's something that you have to come to terms with as an adult, the mm -hmm. sooner the better that, okay, I want this, but I actually need this. Or even... When it comes down to spending, and I'm, I'm big on talking to my clients about their values. Mm -hmm. So you say you value this, but is your spending aligned with your values? And just kind of right. sitting there and making sure that those things are aligned 
makes a huge difference in the long run. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, I can't say that I didn't make mistakes going along the way. I mean, of course, as, you know, growing up as a kid, you want the, those, that next shiny object, the Jordans, you want the car when you get into high school, you want those things. But I think over time, you also realize the importance of experiences rather than material things. And, and, and that's something that sometimes it takes some guidance to get there. You know, I Absolutely. play who make a ton of money and they use a ton of money because they buy everything they ever they, they want. Right. And it's because they've never had these conversations around, okay, let's be wise with what we spend. It doesn't matter. You if you make a million dollars a year, I'm sure you still worked hard to make that money. So you still should value it. And when it comes down to that, like a lot of the people aren't showing this. Like you are blessed to have a father who's in the industry who um talked to you about the importance of spending within your means and spending wisely, but there's many adults out there who are, who haven't had that. Let's talk about some of the ways those have those seeds that your dad planted in you in childhood have impacted you as an adult. Well, my father was uh, one out of seven. So, you know, my father kind of was, he was the only one in his family to go to college, first one to go to college, but he paid his entire way. Um, and so my dad, uh, had probably, my father has one of the hardest work ethics I, I've ever met. And he kind of instilled that in me as well as my siblings. So while I was fortunate to have that education with him being a financial planner, my father never, uh, you know, never gave us a free ride. So everything that we wanted, we would have to work for. And, and that's one of the things that I feel really fortunate about now is just recognizing that if you really want something, if you really value something, you have to work to get it. No one's going to mm -hmm. hand it out to you. And I love that work ethic that your dad installed in you, uh, instilled in you. It makes a huge difference, you know. It makes mm -hmm. a, a huge difference in the way you value things when you work for them. Like you said, your dad, he, he put himself to college. One of seven, the first one to go to college, and he paid paying your own way. It was, I'm sure it was different. College was different back then as far as expense-wise. Sure the way you value that education after you working for it makes a huge difference in the long run. And I'm glad that he's instilled in you some of those same foundations that you need to work for what you're earning. So now that we let's kind of move through your life a bit. Sure. Um, let's talk about when you became an adult, a little more independent. Let's talk mm -hmm. about how you realize, you know what, I guess what dad was saying was true. Money <laughs> I started making some things happen here. Let's talk about a time like that. Sure. I, I mean, I think it's best to talk about, you know, the mistakes you know I've made and what I've learned from those. So in college, you know, every, every single college student wants to go and participate in spring break. Well, the fact that, you know, I had worked just to get to college, I, I still wanted to join my friends on spring break. And I decided it would be a good idea to open up a Capital One credit card in order to do that. <laughs> so that was the first, uh, first mistake I made, uh, realizing that, oh, yeah, after you spend all that money, you have to pay it back with interest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so sometimes, sometimes you learn these things on ex by experience. And that was my first experience with a credit card. Hey, that, that, that's the, the, smack, the smack in the face, you know. Exactly. <laughs> It's not free money, and you know it feels it can feel like free money, but it won't last, and it won't continue to feel that way. Right now, um, 
you know, mo most of us, we graduated as well, or we, we came out into the workforce right around 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And so that was another learning lesson for me as well, because it taught me preparation and the importance of saving. We never know when these emergencies may happen, right? You go through, you go through your education thinking, you know, if I take these courses, if I study this, then I'm going to get a job with making this amount of money. But when the economy collapses or we experience something like a 2007, 2008, nothing's for granted. So when I graduated college, I actually moved back to Boston, moved back to Connecticut and actually served pizzas and worked at FedEx and worked at my father's business just to make ends meet. When I moved to Boston, you know, it wasn't that it wasn't that high salary that I anticipated going through school. You know, I was making minimum wage working for a mutual fund company. So those are things that you have to learn as well is nothing's given to you. You have to really prepare and, and you have to really save up for those type of emergencies. Yeah. And that's the thing, like the emergency reserve is so important. And a lot of our listeners, you know, they, they weren't even adults in 2008, 2007. Mm -hmm. So, They've never, they, they've never experienced a real, a real true bear market, let alone a recession. Right. And, and that's why I, I can't help but stress enough the importance of an emergency reserves. Because wow. the, the reason people, I always say, the reason people go broke during recessions is because they're pulling money from their portfolios in down markets. The absolute worst time to pull. Mm -hmm. But have some emergency reserves set aside that you know this is purpose just for these times mm -hmm. when money's not flowing like it should be okay i have some money to give me by until I, at least for the next several months it makes a huge difference the peace of mind it gives you just having that reserve that's why you know everyone comes to my office and they want to talk about investing and building an advanced investment portfolio or even buying individual stocks and i tell them well slow down what's your emergency reserves look like? Because I don't want you to say stuff in Japan and the markets are down and you don't have any, you're, now you're out of a job, the markets are down. Where's that money going to come from? It can't come from your portfolio because they're in a down market. So you mm -hmm. want to have some reserves set aside to, just to give you that peace of mind. A lot of what I do and I, is providing peace of mind for my clients and letting them know, hey, you're going to be okay through, because you have a sound plan. So, and that's kind of what it says. It sounds like you're saying is having those reserves set aside. You came out of school. Two things I heard you say, having that reserve set aside to get you by during tough times. You came out of school with education in a recession, which right. is tough. And also one thing I heard you say, but not directly is that you can't, you can't be up on your high horse. You can't be afraid to humble yourself and you can't think things are beneath you. You know, you came out of college with a degree, but you're working at a pizza place because you've got to do what you got to do. And I think that goes back to what your dad instilled in you is, hey, you've got to provide for yourself. You, no, one, you, no one's here to do it for you. So I, I really respect that, man. Yeah, I, I think I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, that, that's a great lesson that you uh, educate your clients on. Yeah, I think that... Um, I think as millennials, we get a kind of bad rep. <laughs> we get a bad rep like that. We don't do that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, I busted my butt. Oh, to, absolutely. You're the one of the hardest workers I know. To building my business, I took side jobs. 
I've done things I have I've done things like as far as construction work. I'm not a construction guy, but I I, I saw the goal of having my own financial practice. I saw the goal. So I realized I gotta put in the work to get it. Isn't and then in this industry, money doesn't just start coming to you off the bat in most cases. Some guys they get that they get it that way, but I wasn't one of those guys. So I had to do what I had to do to get to where I want. Same thing with any financial goal. You got to sacrifice some things if you really want to achieve those financial goals. Right. Yeah, I, I think that millennials sometimes get a bad rep. Um, you know, you talk to, you talk to uh, older people in the workforce, and sometimes we get considered lazy. And, you know, I, I do see, you know, some of our, our peers taking this for granted. You know, we go through our education system. We think that if we get these grades or take these courses that we're going to get this job. The thing is, when you go into the workforce, there, is, there are so many other people that are going to fight you for that same exact job. So you need to really stay hungry and you need to, you know, be humble and, and, and have a hard work ethic. Yeah, I'm big on that, man. Hard work, that work ethic goes a long way. And being humble, humility, you know, you, you can't think of, if you want to work, say you want to work at uh, Dun, Dun, Dunham and Company. Yeah. Say you want to work there, if you got to start in the mail room just to get your foot in the door, you can't say, no, that's beneath me. I have a degree because even with your degree, having your foot in the door is a lot better. And then having the degree to back you up as opposed to just going in there, shooting for one position only. So. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that's just a message I'd like to send home to the listeners. It's so important. So back to back to the interview, you know, with all that's going on in the country, Brandon, like with things like COVID-19, all the other stuff that's going on, you know, just countless things, you know, with, mm -hmm. with all the, the, um, the protests going on, the, um, the crimes against um, the African-American communities, all these things going on in our nation. It's kind of hard to um, get a sense of certainty. And it's very easy to develop a sense of uncertainty. So mm -hmm. as a professional, what are some things that you do and some tips you can give our listeners to maintain a sense of certainty in times like these, or in otherwise uncertain times? Yeah. So the advice that I would give to any listener, to any millennial, is to one, um, identify your goals, identify your, your, the dreams and what you value. I would say meet with a financial professional like yourself, Peyton, really to discuss how you're going to get there. But once you develop that plan, I think it's absolutely important to stay that, stay that path, to stay, uh, to stay true to that path to reach your goals, right? I know there's a lot of uncertainty right now, um, with the economy, with everything that's going on. It's important to recognize that these things will happen. There will be uncertainty, but you have to stay the path to reach your financial goals. One way that I, I personally do that is, um, by, is by consistently sticking to a schedule of saving, saving a certain amount every single month. Um, and that's kind of the, what, what it is, is dollar cost averaging. And by saving a certain amount every single month and by investing that dollar amount, I don't care if the market's going up. I don't care if the market's going down because if the market's going down, then I'm purchasing more shares. 
but if the market's going up, then, I, then I'm participating. So at the end of the day, I think what's most important is the developing a plan to reach your financial goals and then sticking to that plan. I can agree more, you know, developing a plan. And I think what a big part of once you have that plan is, and you have that goal, you gotta have some kind of visualization. You know, remind yourself of why you're doing it. Remind yourself, okay, the plan made sense when I made the plan. Things have changed, have changed around my, the surrounding circumstances around me, they may have changed, but the plan still works. And right. the, the plan is something you have control over. Sticking to the plan, like maintaining the things that you have control over. You know, I'm gonna save 500 bucks every month. Regardless of what the market's doing, that's out of my control. But I have the ability to save this money every month that I'm saying I'm gonna do and committing to it and remind yourself why you do it. I think that's, uh, let me know if I'm, let me know if I'm not reiterating what you're saying correctly. No, that's, that's exactly right. And, and you bring up an excellent point too, in the fact that you do need to reassess that plan every once in a while. So things do change, you know, but you know, you, you need to re take, relook at that plan to, and make any certain adjustments. And I think that that's something important to touch on as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm big on staying the, staying the course, but you had the plan, you know, we're millennials, life changes, our mm -hmm. plans, yeah, but we have to have some sort of roadmap to at least know we're on the right course. So you might be originally traveling, traveling alone, but as millennials, you might get a life partner along that journey and then some little life partners along that journey. <laughs> right. The overall plan is going to change, but the destination should still stay the same. Right. Uh, get some input from your life partner. They want to go here instead of there. But okay, well, let's, let's pivot and adjust. But we have to continue to plan and have some sort of plan that keeps us on track to where we want to be. And Absolutely. I don't know if I, if I went completely off course with, with, with what you're trying to say, but that's what I was saying. No, no, no. That, that's, a, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yep. Okay, sounds good. So, you know, Brennan, as a millennial, it's easy to not feel like we're financially successful or we're, we're, we're successful at all. But one thing I do know is yourself today, Brandon Riley today, is a lot more successful than you were maybe five or 10 years ago. So let's say you, you had a time machine and you go back and speak to your younger self five, 10 years back. What are some things you tell yourself to make sure you make some right decisions? And I'm not talking about investment insight. Don't tell them buy Amazon, things like that. You're right. What, what are some things you tell yourself that so, so our younger listeners can learn? Definitely. So looking back 10 years ago, I would tell myself, one, to be open to all opportunities, be open minded and, and look at all different opportunities. Two, I would tell myself to go out and network more. One thing that you realize through, uh, through working is like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's one of the things that you're excellent at, Peyton, is like you develop all of these great relationships. And if it was 10 years ago, I would tell myself to go out and do the same. Um, and then the third and most important for me is to listen. You know, we, we don't know everything. You, you need to meet with your peers. You need to meet with experts. You mean, need to network with other people and really listen, really listen, because it's other people's knowledge that you can bring in that makes you uh, a, a better, a better person and more successful. So those are three things that I would tell myself from 10 years Man, ago. Uh, 
Those are excellent, man. You hit the nail on the head. And just to reiterate, you say explore, explore options. Like mm-hmm. one thing I know, I know you found this excellent op- option opportunity that you have with the career now. You found out an online ad. So yes. explore your options. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you said to um to network, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I've really really found value in is networking. Like you said, it makes a big difference when you know the right people. Uh, uh, something I've been known to say is, you know, I don't know everything. I just know everybody. And, yep. and it's, it's, it's been great for me. And lastly, and this is a big one for me and I'm still working on it is I have uh, several mentors in my life is listen, you know, it's so often people are talking and they're talking to me and I'm thinking about, okay, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? Rather than sitting there and listening to what they're saying. And that's why I love things like these podcasts because I don't have a choice but to listen. <laughs> and I feel like you learn so much from these baby boomers and these older guys, even though that, even though they grew up in different times, they still came across a lot of things that we've been across. They've still wow. been here before and they, and they have insight. They've learned the game. It's just like us looking at a child. Of course, I know more than you. I've been around a lot longer, but we, I think sometimes we get to that age and it happens at different periods of our lives. I think like when you're 16, I know it all at this point. And then when right. you're 18, I know it all at this point. 21, okay, now I'm a real adult. I know it all. And then 25, and like it keeps happening. But I think that the, the picture is you're never going to know it all. And you can always learn from someone who's been there before. So that was really well said, Brandon. So as of today, what, how would you define financial success? This is a podcast about financial success. Not not dollar amount, but more of a quality of life. What does that look like to you? Absolutely. Uh, to me, it represents peace of mind, right? Because not for me, coming up with that plan, my own personal plan, and knowing that I'm able to handle different situations, having that peace of mind, knowing that, hey, if this emergency happened or if this situation happened, I am in a good standing where I can actually handle that. To me, that's financial success. It's taking away the anxiety, taking away the worry that, you know, if certain situations happen, I'm still going to be fine. Hey, that, that was well said. That was so well said. That was, that was an excellent answer. You know, peace of mind is priceless. The, mm-hmm. the peace of mind, especially in uncertain times, is very valuable. Like I said, it's priceless. You can't and know you're going to be okay know you're going to be able to have a lifestyle you desire and keep things on track regardless of what hits you you know hey me and my family are gonna are, we're not gonna change because we have this plan we we have this plan and we're sticking to it that peace of mind is so valuable and, and you know that the other first that's this is the first time i've gotten that answer but you know it really resonates with me and i think you summed up great brandon but that's true financial success the peace of mind knowing that things happen, things are on track, that peace of mind, like, I'm going to reach the goals I set out for. Mm-hmm. And I feel secure in that. That's, that's financial success. Well, well done. Well done. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I had a great time having you on the show today, Brandon. You're an excellent guest. Um, I'm sure our listeners will get a chance to meet you if they do. I'll leave, I'll, I'm contact inform- information for you in the show notes. If anyone has any questions about Dunham Funds or building an investment portfolio or examining your investment portfolios with Dunham, um, 
I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys found it valuable. You guys have a great day. Thanks and God bless. Thank you very much, Peyton. And uh, yeah, thank you once again for having me on the show. This is really important, uh, a really important message that you're uh, sending out. So I encourage all millennials to listen in. And my pleasure, man. Take care, guys. Congratulations, guys. You've officially made it to the disclosure portion of the show. I'm an investment advisor representative of securities offered through Bertha Fisher and Company, Financial Services, Inc. BFCFS member FINRA-SIPC. Holmes Financial is independent of BFCFS. Thanks and have a blessed week.